Welcome to Catholic Mindset Podcast. This is your host, Alejandro Cervalli. Join me as I explore the plethora of knowledge of our faith. Together, we will look into Catholic fundamentals, break down the basics, the prayers, traditions, and practices used in our church to gain union with Christ. You and I are created in the image and likeness of God, including our minds. You must begin to open your heart to imitate the mindset of Jesus Christ. Catholic Mindset creates Catholic contents for Catholics looking to grow in their faith. You can follow me on social at Catholic Mindset Podcast. I want to give a special thanks to the team at RTVMOs, RTVMOs, who communicates loves. You can follow us at RTVMOs. Hello, everyone. Welcome to another episode of Catholic Mindset, where we create Catholic content for Catholics. Today, we have another podcast hosts, the Catholic couple. We have Katie and Bobby Fredrickson. They're going to tell us all about their podcast. How did that start? What's the inspiration behind it and what they've been up to and what the future holds for their project. So guys, thank you so much for joining us on the show. How are you guys doing today? Thanks. Awesome. Doing well. Awesome. Doing Th- well. Thanks for having us on. Yeah, yeah. Thanks for having us. Yeah, we're uh, we're the Catholic couple. Our podcast is uh, having fun with faith, family, and friends. So we're trying to to have fun, make our faith where it doesn't right, have man. to be yeah lame, where it's going to be, <laughs> you know, where we have fun and we're just ordinary people, just trying to be faithful and obedient to what God's trying to do. So yeah, we started a podcast what two years ago. We started our podcast over like the COVID yes. shutdown, like February. No, well, that didn't happen in February. So March, March, right? March, March April, when COVID started. Maybe yeah. that have been our first one. We were gifted some of the equipment. We never really thought about it. Um, and then when we had the time, because we were at home, <laughs> we started it. So. So yeah, we uh, we we really wanted to have a show that would be not just for Catholics. But just for parents, for husbands and wives, so our topics that we talk about is everything from faith, uh, marriage, things that have worked in our, we've been married happily for 11 years, we have two children, mm-hmm. so uh, raising kids juggling in the faith, that. juggling all together. We actually we- did a few mindset of Jesus episodes, it's, it's kind of oh. cool, your, your topic, uh, yeah. we, we covered that in three separate episodes of how to put on the mindset of Christ and what that looks like, and I had a... a a social worker my cousin's a social worker and she came on and we talked more about growth mindset and how that could tie into living out the you know christian life catholic life so yeah it's it is it is it all about a mindset right it's it's about how you how you view everything so that's why it's the topics that we have are just range and the, the people that we have on range you know yeah, it's awesome yeah, well we're interested too in trying to learn as much you know we're not we don't have it all together so we're, we're you know we're trying to figure <laughs> it out we interview people where uh we've had different priests and deacons on and mm-hmm. and we just love we love to have the conversations with ourselves so we thought we would invite other people into because <laughs> yeah. i think that they're we, we get they're they're interesting and mm-hmm. you know and you know there are some things that we've learned through making mistakes and how to like, you know, different things about parenting that things that haven't worked. And Katie's, she's a principal in a school. So she has experience in teaching. I was a teacher was my background also. So we're also into that world that we like to talk, have topics about those kinds of things. But we, uh, we just really like to be able to, we, we're so busy. We don't have much time to get together and talk like this normally. So if we have a set time to sit down and talk about the podcast, we don't really have scripts. So we get to just kind of talk to each other for, you know, an hour, hour and a half. Sometimes ours go kind of long, but it's like awesome. Sometimes that, it's the longest we've talked in like a yeah, week. Yeah, it's like, how, how busy and we just invite we everybody just in to, to, to listen to our conversations <laughs> yeah. that you know, usually about. Well, also Bob reads a lot. So he um, did the one year that you said you'd read a book a week, you ended up reading 54? 55 books. Oh, 55, oh. yeah. Wow. Two years ago, yeah. And then yeah. Last year, I think I read about 35. And they're mostly all Catholic books. <laughs> yeah, well, I mean, and the thing too that for me is that as I read the books, it's just like teaching or anything else, is that as we share our faith or share things that we learn, it ingrains it deeper into us. But, you know, it's like the Dead Sea. If it doesn't have an outlet, it's just dead to itself. So what good is it for me to learn all the stuff if I'm not sharing it with my wife or my kids or the listeners? So the more that I learn, if I found something that's really neat or interesting, I want to share that with other people because, you know, I've spent the time. I did all the work. I'm like, I can give you two nuggets out of this. I want to share it with you. And hopefully you can apply it in a practical way because our faith is so rich and it's got so many layers to it. 
from you know all the just from scripture to you know the councils to all this stuff it's like a, it's like a fountain you can keep going back to yeah, onion that never stops you yeah. <laughs> yeah so we enjoy the those kind of topics also so it's mm-hmm. cool no, I, I love it. I love it. What is your favorite part of the whole like podcasting you have been doing? Um, I would say my mine is the conversations. Um, I don't really like um, putting myself out there on social media like he does. I don't like the spotlight. I don't like being like, you know, yeah, she- I love the conversation and going into deep conversations and meeting new people and finding out new, pers- new and different perspectives. Um, so for me, it's definitely the my own edification. It's kind of selfishly, I'm, I'm getting something out of every episode we do because it's, it's something new that, that I've learned myself. Well, especially so. when we have on guests that, you know, we've had a couple of guests on, we didn't really know too much about the story. We had this, uh, one of our friends, Deacon Chris come on and we didn't, I didn't even know he was a doctor. He was retired for like, he was a doctor for like 30 years and he like retired. He's just I a just deacon. Said, oh, yeah. And then he was just unfolding a story. And it's like, when we actually listen to people and their stories, we can learn so much if we come with that with humility and are actually engaged in what people have to say. Mm-hmm. So it's a good, it's good for us. Like I said, to have this conversation because we're, we have, you know, our tagline of the show is I'm the convert Catholic and she's the cradle Catholic. And so we bring two different perspectives. I was raised with no faith at all. I was baptized, but I had no faith. And I became into my faith later in my twenties and she was raised as a Catholic. So we have two different perspectives because I've always kind of like seemed like an outsider and she's, you know, always been there. So it's like, we had, I also was, uh, you know, uh, just going through the motions. I have, to, I have to go to mass person box checker more than seeing his conversion was kind of one for me too. So I think it's the, what's, what's your favorite part of the podcast? You didn't say yours. My favorite part of the podcast is just getting to spend time with you. Of course. Oh, stop. Yeah. We get to spend, you know, <laughs> Sam, we get that's to spend, his favorite part being the hand. And it, we don't get to, t- I mean, she's so busy. Like I said, <laughs> she's a principal and I work and there's, you know, there's, we're, we're running the kids to the YMCA where we got all these things going on, but to sit and have, you know, where we're not distracted by screens or the dogs or whatever, pulling us into direction. We sit there and get to look at each other, and have a conversation. I really do enjoy it. I like having guests, but I mean, she's also uh, almost finished with her second master's, which was in uh, catechesis and, and, evangelization. and evangelization. So she's well-versed in, you know, she may not read as many books, but she's well-versed in theology and, and Catholicism. So we both have opinions on certain things. Most of the things we see eye to eye, but it's great for us to bounce ideas off of each other and try to f- see how we can best put our faith into, into practice. I think it's great. I think that Bob here likes the, the fact that it brings you guys together. I think it's something to put, you know, when people maybe want to get to know each other more or couples, you guys can put it up as a solution. Start a podcast. Yeah. <laughs> you guys will get to talk a lot more. But You're I like that. To talk to each other. You force <laughs> talk to each other. Yeah. 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 We did one episode on uh we were doing it for a while. We kind of kind of slacked that it was called the marriage meeting, mm-hmm. where you actually set up time and have a meeting to talk about things that matter because a lot of times things just kind of go, you know, just like anything, you gotta have it be intentional. So it was about like, hey, you know, finances and plans. It's a and formula goals. that it's yeah. a formula of this whole thing. Mm-hmm. So we laid it all out there on how to, you know, how to have those conversations because if you don't have those kind of conversations, then you never know what, you know, you don't know what the other person's thinking or you're saying well, you're in, trying in, to have those conversations when someone's running out the door yes. like hey don't forget we have to just okay you know stuff stuff like that so it makes you have to- well it's just communication in general with each other i think it's very important and we try to stress that of uh, having open lines of communication and we share calendars so we know like hey what's going on you got this going on i got this going on but it does help the relationship it helps mm-hmm. us grow closer to each other is just you know being able to, to have conversations, like, just like any relationship, whether that's God or with each other, it's, you got to have a dialogue, you got to have a conversation yeah. and it can't just be once a week, one hour uh, a week, you know, this has got to be an ongoing thing if you want that relationship to grow. And I think we've kind of, we've grown a lot in our relationship over these 11 years and we're looking you know, forward to getting stronger together, mm-hmm. whether that's through this mm-hmm. podcast or through the other ministries that we're involved in or being parents and it's so far so good that it's been an awesome journey. I love it. I love it. And Katie, I started, I started my podcast because I said, I, I want to grow my faith and what better way by, by learning by others 
-hmm. you know, at first I envisioned like this whole like educational platform where I can get more deacons, more priests. But as, as I try to schedule them, there's also in my community, I discovered as I looked for more guests, because mine is purely just guests. As I look for guests, I found that people within my community are doing all sorts of stuff, like people are starting rosary groups. We have a bereavement group that I didn't know existed, you know, so I started interviewing more. So it, it's begun as a more, like, get to know what your community has, and we're getting to know people, their stories. So it's, it's pretty cool. So I am learning. I'm learning that way, you know, as I work my way to turning it more into, like, yeah, like educational, like breaking down, like, like what is the definition of grace, for example, or, or stuff like that. That's what I'm shooting for eventually. But in the meantime, I get to meet cool people like you guys. And Bobby <laughs> responded to me on Instagram. So I was like, this is great. Let's do it. Yeah, mm -hmm. right. Yeah, I mean, that, that's when I first started doing the Instagram stuff, I didn't realize like how much people are striving and wanting like community, which has been awesome of sharing our faith. Because Instagram, Facebook and some of these other platforms are real kind of negative. Instagram seems to be really positive. And I really like to spend time there with other yeah. people who are Catholics. I, we share a lot of like quotes and, you know, I do, a, I do a daily dad joke. I started doing that because I feel that people need to laugh more and have yeah. more fun. So I've been doing a daily dad joke just to lighten it up. And then I'll share a bunch of quotes and, you know, different reels and stuff like that. But we're having fun with it and meeting a lot of cool people and which is awesome because like I said, everybody has something to share their story or something that they know that I don't know that I can learn from them. And it's, it's just cool. We're meant to be in community. So it's awesome that through technology, we're able to achieve that as much as, you know, we need it more than ever. Especially now our culture doesn't seem to embrace many things that Catholicism or misunderstands a lot of things about Catholicism, right? So it's very difficult. Sometimes there is, I know I've felt in my own faith that I just feel like a deep loneliness sometimes because my friends and family don't really practice. So um, it is nice and refreshing when you go into like an Instagram community of, of, of believers or our parish is very on fire, you know, um, and starting to meet people that have the same values, ideals, and you're able to have those elevated conversations that you can't really have with, with um, people that are just more embracing that secular world and mindset, so. I agree. I agree. I think at my church is also, um, we have a lot of, recently we've had a lot of ministries, a lot of activities. We're feeding the homeless. We're doing all sorts of stuff, which is great to see. Um, but I share very similar thoughts. Like some of my friends and, or, or my, luckily my family, all of them um, um, practice, but my friends, for example, they, they don't. So it's, we can't share the same thing. And I, I had the pleasure to go to Franciscan university to do my, my master's. And that's when I experienced for the first time, people my age who live their faith and practice everything, like 95% of the school um, practice their faith. So that was nice. I came back from that. Let's get graduate work done there too. Um, oh, is that that's what you're doing? I'm online. I'm online though. Uh, did you go to Franciscan University, Steubenville? Is it Steubenville? It's Steubenville, yeah, in Steubenville. Yeah. yeah, I did. I did a year and a half of my master's in business administration. So Very I was like, cool. yeah. Awesome. We have a girl that was on our podcast. She's 18. She was just just graduated and she was going to college. I never met anyone like her. She was so on fire for 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 Christ, like so Catholic, but beautiful. So beautiful. We actually had her as a guest. Um, she started in the fall, and we're we're friends with her on Instagram. And her stories were like she's in Catholic Disney World. It's like right she's now. Yeah, she's <laughs> living like, the Catholic. They don't have That's sororities so and fraternities. They have like um, what I don't know what they're right. called. They like uh, rush, rush. They rush, and they have their like. They, yes, they're not fraternities. Oh, they're, they're, yeah. yeah. They're, they're, <laughs> It's just so cool. But it's yeah, cool. It's, really it's cool. awesome to watch. She to, to seems see. so happy. Their faith in college where I know for me, my background, that's me. If, if you want to know about my background, you can listen to my conversion story because I wasn't, okay, I, I was the, the party <laughs> crazy guy in college doing the fraternity thing. And that was me. I had zero faith. I didn't see anybody on college campus do anything, any what religious, the opposite. So to see a whole college campus, it, it's it's awesome to know that there's a place like that, that, that we can have a place to send our children to yeah no really awesome. so i'm like well that's what one of uh the deacons he's pretty cool he has a son who's a priest and he uh said the only college that they would pay for was that one so his kids all went there <laughs> hey. <laughs> hey one of his sons is a priest so yeah. there you go that, that was my mom said the same thing is alejandro you either go to the best business school out there or you go to francis university 
And I, so in order to go to the best business school, I needed to study the GMAT. I opened the book and I got this mind grade, like a sword was piercing my <laughs> Franciscan it is. Yeah. <laughs> so, but uh, I want to, you have to ask, um, you said dad jokes. Yes. And my godson and I are good with, I mean, I don't know them. He tells me dad jokes all the time. It's like, Alejandro, check this out. So Bobby, can you give us a dad joke, please? A dad joke? Uh, let's see, at the top of my head. All right. Um, <laughs> you've heard of uh, Bruce Lee, right? He's like super fast. But have you ever heard of his his brother who's way faster suddenly? Oh, got it. I got it. I got it. Oh my God. Or, or he, he's, he's got a vegetable. He's got a vegetable that's pretty fast. He does Kung Fu with broccoli. Broccoli. <laughs> <Stupid>. <laughs> oh my God. I'm going to show it. I'm going to clip this and show it to Very cheesy. Yes. I, I want to build on to that and have him versus a priest. And have I already talk, called Father Joke. I already talked like to Father Declan. Yes, we're going to have a battle of dad jokes between dad and, and gets, priest you know, father. You get points if you make the other person laugh. Yeah, we're working on that. I, that's, we got to do that. That's coming. Yeah. So. <laughs> I, I think this is great. Let me know, please. And if you guys do it live on Instagram, please let me know. Oh, yeah, for sure. Oh, for sure. <laughs> <laughs> oh, I give you one bonus one because this one's oh, good. Here we go. So I was I was thinking about starting an airline just for bald guys. It's going to be called Receding Airlines. I got okay. Okay, I got it. I got it. I got it because it recedes, and yes. it, it got it. I have a bad, I have like no hairline, so it's it's been receding. and you don't have one, so it's it's even so, funnier. You get half price if you're bald too. <laughs> okay, I have I have more questions before we continue sure. to hurt ourselves with dad jokes. <clears throat> <laughs> Lost happy audience. Sorry. Right. <laughs> so how, how what was that? She said, or did we? Or maybe did we? maybe people like them. Yeah. No, I'm sure I'm sure there's people that love them now. <laughs> so how did you guys how did you guys meet? Oh, interesting. Well, I was a bartender and she used to come into a place I used to work and then I was dating a, another girl and then she, she was warned about me because this is before I had faith. I was, I was like the bad boy. So bars. we met in bars. We met in bars. <laughs> and then our buddy organized this thing like a prom for like, like at a BFW. A prom for adults, but you go to the thrift store and you get like, like a really hideous dress. Like, like 80s, old school like old dress. school prom. Yeah. And that's, yeah, that was it. We and kinda, then we danced together. We danced and, like, and then... Hmm. Yeah. And then the rest is history now. We've been married uh, 11 years. And well, she invited me to mass. You can listen to my conversion story. It's, it's, it's on our podcast. But I basically she invited me to midnight mass. I went to one mass and literally God like invaded my life. It was like I had an overwhelming experience of the Holy Spirit. I didn't know what it was at the time. I couldn't tell you that's what it was. But as we walked out of there, I told her, I said, hey, I think I want to do this every Sunday. Like I was so I was touched like, oh, and so moved. And the rest, mass, buddy. And the rest is, you know, kind of uh, now I, you know, I've been going to daily mass for almost two years now and I, my life has totally changed upside down and I'm involved with, you know, I've I helped run a men's ministry, which is so awesome. We're uh, uh, like 10 guys, we, we meet outside, we work out outside, we pray, we go to mass. So trying to bring things, because I'm from the outside, I'm a convert, like I said, and so me, I'm trying to bring in, I'm not I'm just trying to get rid of the bad things about my life and then bring Catholicism with the good stuff where we don't have to be, it doesn't have to be just praying rosaries, which is awesome when we do that, but where we can be outside hiking. Like this Saturday, we're going to meet at a park. We're going to run the stairs for 20 minutes and then pray and then go get lunch together, you know, mm -hmm. and do things like that where it's like, you know, we'll meet in the park and we'll work out and do like a circuit and do a bunch of weights. And then uh, go to confession. Then go to confession. Yeah. Do stuff. So, so trying to in incorporate guys. it other yeah. than, you know, where faith doesn't have to be boring or weird you know? <laughs> so that's my angle on it is that like i'm still the same guy minus the i'm trying to get rid of the vices and replace them with virtues which is being a good dad and having courage and being bold and having humility at the same time and, and you know things like that and just trying to to grow in, in that aspect and you know still be authentic myself god you know god you know wants us to have life and life to the to the full that doesn't mean you know i have to be you know isolated or live in a monastery there he's still calling us to do that in our lives whatever our vocation if that's marriage or fatherhood or as a teacher or principal or in your job or whatever it is try to transform those things and bring our faith with us and not to be ashamed of it so going back to the podcast 
Going back yeah. to the podcast, it's you mentioned it's most mainly both of you guys talking, right? Yeah. To each other, but you guys have guests occasionally. Mm-hmm. So when you guys talk to each other on the podcast, what what is is there a goal in mind or is it just the topic of the day? I mean, uh, uh, the audience is, I'm sure, parents, Catholic couples with kids. By the way, how many kids do you guys have? Two. We have two. Two. Avery and Brayden. Uh, they're going to be six and nine next month in May and June. Yeah. So they'll be six and nine. Already. So third grade and, kind- and a kindergarten. Mm-hmm. Congratulations. So, so going back to the question about like, what, what do you guys talk about mainly? So we have a general idea of a topic we want, like, for example, when we're done with you, we're going to do a divine mercy um, podcast where we just talk about divine mercy and there's different things we both know about it. And we just have that conversation. Sometimes we'll have an outline when we found that just having a general conversation worked best, then it was more organic and it just happened. And we picked topics we know we know things about, like I, um, if, especially if I studied something in a class and I was like fresh, I had some notes and then we went kind of back and forth. We, you know, really depends on the, on the topic, but it's typically what we know something already kind mm-hmm. of about. Well, like today we just came from a divine mercy Sunday. So we're going to talk about the chaplet, divine mercy. I pray the divine mercy every day. It's my go-to devotion. I, uh, I absolutely love it. I have uh, the three o'clock hour tattooed on my arm. I got, mm-hmm. I got Lord have mercy, carry a lace on on my arm. I, when I'm not saying divine mercy, I say the Jesus prayer most of all through the day, Lord Jesus Christ, have mercy on me, a sinner. So I, I've read multiple books on divine mercy. So, but it's when it's organic and we, we kind of just feel each we other just out. just kind of like want it to be like, there's three, there's actually three chairs set up in our room, obviously, because we've had guests and, you know, and, and, in the past but we also like to think of that third chair as our audience so it's like they're at the table with us okay. and we're all engaged in the conversation so uh, that was a really good piece of advice from a friend of mine when we first started the podcast he was just pretend like i'm at the table i'm a silent part of the conversation but i'm in the conversation with you so um he's like i'm, I'm at the table i'm nodding my head i'm you know um, it was a really good. So then I feel like we go into it that way where we have a conversation with each other, but we know we have an audience listening and it's that idea that they're at the table with us. I like it. Now, how do you guys divide the, the duty up? You know, Bobby mentioned that you're working a lot. So I'm assuming Bob does the uploading and then the social media stuff as well. He does all the so- plugging social media, but I do the, um, the actual upload. She does the, the uploading okay. of it, but as far as yeah, the Instagram, everything wise, else, all that, the outside business. Yeah. So I, I basically have to like, Hey, you know, we try to do like two a month. We like to do more. Maybe the summer we'll get some just backed up. So we have them, if we can get them in there, but we try to do two a month. Mm-hmm. And then it just depends on the topic. We, we kind of try to do it liturgically. Like today, obviously is divine mercy. So we're going to do something on that. We like to either, you know, we schedule out guests that we, when we can get them as yeah, far really as up to their schedules, up to their so schedules and stuff. But we have some guests coming up that we've, we had some ideas. We've had our, our old parish priest on, we had Father Eduardo, her spiritual advisor on, we've had deacons, we've had different kinds of guests, but and we're interested in a lot of different things. Like I said, not just, you know, marriage, which is cool, and parenting, which is cool, just about anything. Faith in general, really, if we, we have someone in our life that we find interesting, and we'd like to talk to them about more things that we know they have something to offer, they become a guest, and that becomes our topic, and all that, all that from there, you know, so... Katie, you mentioned you're studying at Franciscan University. I didn't catch what, what are you studying exactly? Well, I was originally teaching theology in a high school or a local high school, and I was almost done with my master's of catechesis and evangelization at, mm. at Franciscan when I got the position as principal at a different school. And um, I aggressively pursued then my um it is a, a master's in educational administration and I'm one more class uh, and I'm done with that. So I'll have two masters by the end of it all from Franciscan. So praise God that I'm almost done. Yes, yes. <laughs> it's it's awesome. awesome. That's all. How do you go ahead, Bobby? I would say plus being a, a first year principal, first year principal and mom to two young children. Yeah. Yeah. It's been busy, but, but it's been enjoyable, you know, 
we've, we've managed, you know, and, and that's the thing with marriage too. That's some of the things we talk about is that one of the best advice I got was from my grand, our grandmother, my grandmother is that marriage isn't 50, 50, sometimes it's 90, 10, sometimes it's 80, 20, yeah. you know, it's, you know, I had back surgery. She picked up the slack. She's busy. So sometimes I'm picking up the kids and cooking dinner and doing that stuff. And yeah, that's sometimes okay. almost every day. And, th- and that's year. okay. And that's what love's all about is yeah. sacrificing and stepping up when, when each other needs to do it, you know, not, you know, just, because that's just seasons, you know, it's our, our faith, just like our faith, just like in relationships, there's different seasons and being able to be, uh, you know, be able to be adaptable and to be, to step up and, and to not be know, so ingrained in, well, no, you do this and I do this. But it's supposed to be half and half and yeah. you're not picking your end up. It's like yeah. never going to be. That's so, so, so it's been good. And it's hard for her sometimes to let go and to, to yeah, not feel guilty that I want to do that. And I don't like, I like cooking. I like doing, I like doing those things. And I like knowing that she doesn't have to do it. I'm making things easy for who, for her. I'm sacrificing, but it's for her. And, and I, guess, I, then I, I feel guilt. good about it. And yeah. I get mom guilt. Yeah. So it's okay. It's all right. <laughs> so she's doing a great job. And uh, thanks be to our faith. I mean, we pray together as a family every night. We pray together as husband and wife every night and through our faith, you know, we feel that, you know, things are going to work out and they have worked out. And it's just crazy how, where we've, how far we've come and, you know, that never, thought. never would have thought she would have been principal and I'm doing what I'm doing. Yeah. And, you know, and, and here we are, but God, God's plans are bigger than our plans. So mm-hmm. it's awesome. No, I meant that. I like it. So Katie, one more question regarding your online education. How do you like the whole online Franciscan approach? Is all of it you've done online? I'm just curious because I was in person. Yeah. I want to know. I, I live in Indiana, so um, everything was online. I liked it. Um, the the MACE, the Catechesis and Evangelization one, was actually a lot more difficult. Um, but everything online, like the lectures and the um, professors are very accessible, even though it's all online. Mm-hmm. It, you know, they're very quick to, I've even had phone conversations with them, like through my papers that I've written and things like that. So um, I've learned a lot. Like it, it's very good. It's, I think it's very high quality online uh, masters, but it's intense. It's intense at the same time. Oh, I believe it. I mean, my sister did theology there. That's how I learned about the school. And then she she was doing her master's in theology. And then she took a, uh, was supposed to be a side class on Padre Pio. And it ended up, be, it ended up being so much reading and so much it yes. felt like a degree on its own. Yeah. yeah. Oh, yeah. I had to read a lot of church fathers. So that was, and I did a theology of the body course. Those are and, good. Those are always good. Yeah. I ended up, because um, the theology of the body, you know, is like this thing. Then I had a book explaining it. Then I had a book called Theology of the Bodies for Dummies. Then I had another oh. book that was Theology of the Body in One Hour. And so when I read it, I'm like, okay, well, what does this say? What does this say? And they're like, I'm like, oh, I finally get it. <laughs> So yeah, that class, that class was rough. It was, was probably my favorite class, even though it was really hard to take. I'm going to ask you for the, for the link to that book, uh, Theology of the Body for Dummies. I'll put it on the link on the, on the body. I'm curious. So I have also purchased several things trying to understand it further, but. Yeah. Yeah. I think um, it was, for, it might've been called for beginner, for beginners or something. Get- I don't, I don't Is know. I, I'm the one, I might've just called it for dummies because that's what <laughs> I felt like. I need it. I need the, the cheat sheet. What does he say? You know, so. I'll take it. Yeah. I'll take the cheat sheet. Yeah. <laughs> but, uh, and, and Bobby, you're a reader. That's what I call my friends who read. I call them readers. <laughs> so what, um, is there like a favorite book or something maybe you've learned, like yeah, a takeaway my, from oh, your for sure. four books? Any, anything from Dr. Peter Kraft, K-R- E-E-F-T. He's, uh, he's a professor at Boston College, philosopher. He's starting to get really involved with Word on Fire. I, okay. I probably read 15 of his books. Every one of them's like, he's super smart. His background is also in philosophy. So like, he's very logical, but he could take very complex things and put it into Word. And he's real pithy. And he's really like, every, every line is like, oh man, I just want to highlight it. Uh, <laughs> my favorite probably is Jesus Shock. Yeah, which is book. it's a really good book how to be holy is great anything by fulton sheen yes uh, that's my favorite i my go-to's life of christ if you haven't uh read life of christ that's a mandatory book uh, i love dr scott hans the fourth cup oh, no. so introduction to the devout life by saint francis de sales is great imitation of christ by thomas Kempis is great 
but highly, highly recommend Peter Kraft. He's also got a book that just came out. It's called Food for Soul. It's about this thick, but it goes through with the mass readings and it gives you like an exegesis of all the readings. It breaks it down and stuff mm-hmm. like that. So he's he's excellent. Fulton Sheen's is classic. He, yeah. he wrote he wrote this stuff like in the fifties and sixties, yeah. but it applies so much to today. Uh, the way to right happiness, now. peace mm-hmm. of soul, are good ones. Yeah. Um, and if you're uh, want to challenge, uh, I love G.K. Chesterton, but he's he's not for the, he's not for the beginner, exactly. and he's not for everybody. But he's a wordsmith, and his book Orthodoxy is really open up your eyes. Because uh, I first started the faith, I. I, I consider myself pretty traditional, but at the same time, I've seen the, the, the love of bringing traditional and people who are not so traditional together and that there's that God envisioned that for both of us to have uh, that, you know, what I call a divine tension to bring it together because our faith is a both and faith. And G.K. Chesterton does a great job of, of explaining like why that works and what's the advantages on both sides and why we need each other. And like looking out at the church, it's like having glasses on. You need both glasses to see in stereo, in stereo you know, or to hear or two lungs to breathe or two wings for a bird to fly. And then for one, each side to think that we don't need each other just doesn't make sense that mm-hmm. that's the way that God envisioned it. That's why we have differences. You know, we, and it's important to note that truth is what yes. pulls them together. So truth we, and love. we want to make sure that we're also aligned in that truth. In line right. truth. So yeah, we've yeah. grown in our faith. The more you study it, the more you talk to people, the more you read, the more you, you know, you, you learn and you grow. And, you know, like I said, as I've spent more time in prayer and going to daily mass and spending time in adoration, I've just got more, I don't know, open and, and wiser to, to different opinions, which is, that's what love is. Love listens, love sees other perspectives, mm-hmm. can empathize, but obviously we still hold to the truth. And love leads to the truth. And then so. love, love, you know, leads, <laughs> yeah. leads us to, to the truth. And that's, mm-hmm. that's the, that's the example that all the saints hold, you know, the saints, you wouldn't say mother Teresa is traditional. You wouldn't, you would, she would, she's a saint. She's, she'd feed the poor and spend hours in front of the blessed sacrament. Mm-hmm. She would defend life and help, help the, 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 the immigrant. She would do all these different things. And that's where our faith is most alive is when both sides are coming together, whether that's within yourself and to embrace, you know, Catholicism isn't a political party. It's, it, it transcends that. Mm-hmm. And uh, that's what I'm trying to, to achieve. Be a cool t-shirt. Trying, what's that? Be a good t-shirt. What? Catholicism transcends. Christ makes all things new. No. What? The political party. Catholicism isn't a political party. Well, it's yeah. not. It's it's bigger than that. Okay. It's definitely bigger than that. <laughs> so, so that's that's what G.K. Chesterton led me to, and in our podcast is kind of things that we talk about is this both and of our faith that a lot of people don't. You know, it's like faith and reason. It's not science and faith aren't aligned. Or, you know, uh, subsidiary and solidarity, fear and love. There, these things go together and it doesn't make sense. They seem like they're contradictions or paradoxes. But when Jesus holds it together in the middle, they both come alive. That's what G.K. Chesterton says. You want to keep both together, but keep them furious. You don't want one. You don't. He doesn't uh, advocate for pink. He wants red and white separate, but alive you know when it mingle they're a compromising in the middle both being themselves and holding true to the center which is jesus so that's 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 a lot well we we both kind of have grown and understand have a better understanding and bishop barron's got a good book on it called vibrant paradoxes that kind of gets into a lot of explaining of why it seems like a paradox but it's not is that mm-hmm. we both need each other so it's awesome you mentioned you mentioned you guys have done a couple of episodes on the mindset of jesus right mm-hmm. which is you mentioned that is similar name to my podcast but um what it what uh, can you share with us a little bit of what you guys talk in those episodes so, yeah there was three three, there was three, three episodes i think and... the title was metanoia yeah is it, is it you guys or did you guys have a guest for those we, we had a guest at the end, at the end on the third when one. we were talking about growth mindset because that had to be more um once you have this mindset, how do you instill it in your children? And so my cousin, who's a, a social worker, um, just came to give us advice on how to talk to your kids and how to instill okay. that mindset in them. But the other two episodes were just us um, really talking about what it means to um, have that metanoia, that change. Um, what is that? The repent, repentance and how it's a turning around and then you're taking on 
the mindset of Christ. Um, and then we looked at different aspects of it, but it's, it was, we originally got that idea from pastor uh, Rick Warren, right. That he did a, a series, on, did a series on, on that. We just kind of had it like what Catholic Well, a lot of it had to do with what well, I think it was, like, it. I think it's Romans, Romans 12, where it says, uh, Oh, conform your mind. Yeah. Renewing yeah. of the mind, conform your mind. And it all starts mm-hmm. in your mind before anything any change can happen with you. You have to, your mind has to be renewed. It has to be changed. Mm-hmm. You want to take on how Jesus was. You got to think like Jesus was. So that was a big thing. And then the growth mindset is with a lot of people. If you don't know what growth mindset is, you can watch our podcast, but there's a, there's a book called growth mindset. There's a Ted talk, but basically they only use this word once in the whole entire book, but basically it's, it's, it's Catholicism, but cause it's based on humility is that growth mindset means that you are humble enough to know the things that you don't know and that you're willing to, to learn. And that when you don't, don't know, you grow. The things that you don't know is where you step out of your comfort zone, that you're able to learn something new, a new skill, whether if that's algebra or if that's theology or whatever it is, is that, okay, I don't know. You got to stretch and say, first, I don't know. I'm willing to learn or be under, you know, to be a disciple, you have to, study under somebody you have to learn and having that humility to to admit when you don't know something and not being too proud when you do know so the things like practically is like especially with our children you don't want to tell your kids well you're so smart you're so beautiful it's trying to teach them that you instill the the uh the effort the effort the the virtue the virtue in that so you say not saying you're so smart just you work so hard on that and And it's because you work so hard on that then you are able to do whatever it is like uh, like her math facts right now oh you're so smart you know all your math facts yeah you worked so hard on that and because, because what happens is, is I know personally what happened with me is that I, I was, I thought it was pretty smart and I was in higher grades and, and honors and stuff like that. But when something does get tough and you, you don't know how to you do think, it, I'm smart. I'm, I'm smart. I should know this. When you don't, you shut down. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Then you just don't even want to try it or you want to want to look like you're dumb or don't yeah. want to look cool. And so as this an educator, way, yeah. I saw that with students, you know, if they, they would be incredibly intelligent students that could do amazing things. But then when something got really difficult, they'd shut down and they'd kind of give up where if you had that growth mindset, you would push forward and embrace a challenge and say, wow, this challenge is going to make me smarter, make me work harder. So it's, it's cultivating that, that virtue. But I was looking back at our like show notes and stuff and things we talked about that metanoia and changing your mind to be more like God is all about that identity. So your, your identity, your purpose, that you're not alone, uh, having a dialogue with God, all those things that all kind of is something that revolves within that growth mindset of who I am. am, I I made in the image and likeness of God that no matter what, that, that is where we, we put our identity in and that by knowing that, then I have a responsibility that comes with being a son or daughter. And I have God. purpose and I work hard in that purpose. Yeah. So it's, yeah. See, see, we get going and we're like, we should just record ourselves talking. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, so. But it's, you know, mindset is important, yeah. it, 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 whether that's in business or in your life or just starting your day on the right foot. You know, when I start my day, it's like, I want to start on my knees praying and having an attitude of gratitude of, that thank you, thank you, thank you for all this that you've continued to bless me with. And then keeping that dialogue going and having that mindset. And for me, you know, it's, it's been a journey, but now it's like, now I go to daily mass. So it's like, now it's like, I'm, I'm like trying to, you know, trying to put extra like protection of this mindset because, you know, and then trying to be liturgical or whatever, saying my prayers or having little routines built in to try, because I mean, that's at the end of the day, we're so pulled in so many different ways, whether that's school, the cell phones, whether that's our job. And they're or, all trying to make us think differently yes. too, right? So, yes. so we're trying, trying to, to anchor in throughout the day to find ways, you know, and that's where faith does an awesome job is whether that's the liturgy of the hours throughout, like, okay, now we're going to remember at 6 a.m. We're supposed to do this. Is that because we're going to be, be distracted. We're going to have to, we're not living in monasteries. We're, we're working people. We have kids, but having these reminders of, okay, we should stop, slow down, remember God, thank God, have some intentionality and, you know, trying to have things that ground us into that to remember, okay, not just pray before foods, which is good. We should do that also, but other times, whether that's before making a decision or talking to a client or 
disciplining our children where that we, you know, we're willing to stop and ask God, okay, be with me in this way. Mm-hmm. I, I channel the Holy Spirit instead of the normal me who's angry and gets, you know, gets short tempered or whatever it is and trying to find that pause and, and be able to practice the presence of God, because it really does help shape the rest of the things that we do without our day, whether that's dealing with, you know, other teachers or students or coworkers or whatever that may be is it's a lot easier said than done. But if you build in these things throughout your day, it makes it a lot easier to, to, to be reminded. I use my phone or it'll buzz or, you know, I use, you know, just my day. It's like, okay, 6 a.m. The Angelus, all right, noon, the Angelus. It's like you have these different times where you can help incorporate that into your day. So having that mindset that just like Jesus, I mean, even Jesus himself, who was God, would step back out part of the day and go pray. So if if Jesus had to do that, why do I think that I can manage the day without doing that? Mm -hmm. So that's the the priority for me throughout my day is trying to set up those moments where I can spend time with God and, and not just talk, but try to listen. That's half of it. So, Bobby, I want to ask you, I know that we're running out of time, but I want to ask you about your conversion story. Can you give us a little uh, clip, little intro? I know you have an episode on it. Lead us to that afterwards. But if you can tell us something about that, it'd be great. Yeah, well, basically, I was baptized as a baby. I, I went to a church a couple different times, but I, I basically grew up with no faith in, in my house at all. And then I had a ton of bad things start to happen to me. By living a life of sin, I, I lost my house, I lost my job. Basically, all the things started crumbling. I was able to hold it all together for a long time, and things seemed to be I had it under control. But eventually, the weight of my sin just collapsed on top of me. I lost my hair, and then basically, um, I started dating Katie, and she was different than any girl that I had known as far as how she handled herself, that and and how she just talked, and how she was just respectable, and I didn't. I wasn't used to that. And I've come to find out that she goes to church on Sundays. And so I was curious. I was even more curious. You made about fun it. of me at first. Might've made fun of her at first because <laughs> uh, I had bad experience with, with some Catholics and uh, I, you know, I didn't really know and no one ever invited me or no one ever talked to me about it. No one. So we started dating and she just invited me to a midnight mass at St. Andrew the apostle. And it was just beautiful. And when I walked in, I remember just kind of thinking to myself, like, you know, God, if, if you're real, let me know, you know, I, I'm, I'm open. I was, I, I humbled myself enough to the point of where I need, I knew that I couldn't do anything to get out of this hole that I dug myself into, that I needed some help. And that's exactly what happened at that mass. That was my first experience of a mass and I, I got a miracle on the first night. It was just awesome. I was so blessed. And I remember just turning to, to Katie and said, I think I just want to come here every Sunday. And now I wasn't perfect or anything like that. You know, some of the sins went away right away. I signed up for RCIA and I went through that. And then at the end of RCIA, the teacher was actually a Steubenville grad. He gave me a bunch of CDs and I started listening to them. That kind of started my journey to want to learn. And I listened to Father Karapi and some other things about testimonies about a guy who was similar to me who had a crazy story who was a sinner and doing all these bad things and turned his life around. So I'm like, well, this guy could do it. He became a priest. Mm-hmm. Uh, well, you know, then it's possible for me. So then I just kept trying to, you know, then our parish priest kind of just asked us to kind of help out. And he asked us to go to this, uh, this conference in Denver. And we were like, Oh, okay, this sounds cool. It's a, it's a trip. Let's go to Denver. I've never been to Denver. And we thought it was on something about marriage. And it turned out it was uh, um, the Amazing Parish Conference, yeah. which was about how to help parishes be revitalized. And we met a bunch of people there and we were so moved by the speakers and the message. Like we never heard like the point of our faith is, you know, to obviously to love God, but it's also to Matthew 28 to go make disciples of all nations. I didn't know, I didn't know what that meant to go make disciples. I'm like, yes, we're going to do it. Let's go make some disciples. (laughs) So then we got gung ho with that and our parish priest, he kind of, you know, and, uh, you know, empowered us to go do it. And he sent myself and three other men to uh, Institute for Lay Formation, where we graduated from the Mundelein Seminary to, to train us on how to, to evangelize and uh, disciple. And uh, we continued to grow and studying and learning. And uh, I got involved with the parish and now we're at a new parish and we're still involved with Alpha there and uh, just our faith became alive once we started serving and it wasn't just about me that it was also about 
being in communion with other people and sharing our faith. And, you know, and it's just our eyes have opened up so much to what's there. Yes, it's great to be able to pray to God and spend time in adoration or prayer or saying the rosary, but it, the mass is about communion and bringing people together. And we found a great community here at St. John where we go, where Katie's the principal. We met so many awesome people. So the journey has been not perfect. You know, we're all, you know, I just came from confession. I'm still a sinner. And, uh, you know, that, that kind of stuff still happens. But the a lot of the bad stuff has gone away. The anger, the uh, the bitterness, the the jealousy, the the things that blaming other people for all the things that happened to me. I was holding on to and saying it was this person's fault or it was that person's fault. But I always tell people the two things that changed my life is Jesus Christ is my savior and that I took responsibility for all my actions. So it's been a journey. We, we are excited about every day. We get, to, we get to wake up and be parents of two awesome kids and have two you know, good jobs that we enjoy working at. And you know, things, God is great. And you know, when you do humble yourself and you ask for him to come, he will come. It's just, you gotta humble yourself and put yourself in that position. So that's basically my conversion story. If you wanna to listen to the whole thing, uh, I'm sure Alejandro will link to it, but it's on the, the, the Catholic Couple podcast uh, episode, uh, season two, episode six. And we also have a video of it on our parish website called Grounded in Faith on YouTube with Father Declan, where uh, it's entitled Divine Invasion, where God had different plans for my life. I would have thought if you would have asked me 13 years ago, if I would have thought I'd be going to church every day, and leading <laughs> prayer groups and men's groups and talk about Jesus on a regular basis, I would have told you you're crazy because that was <laughs> the farthest from that. That was nothing in my wheelhouse at all. So mm -hmm. uh, our plans are, are nothing compared to what God has in store for us. That's so. for sure. And Katie, you mentioned before that you learned from Bobby's conversion. Would you like to share something from there? Yeah. So I, you know, it's interesting that like all the things you learn growing up, all the prayers you learn that you have to go to mass, you have to go to confession, you have to do this, all the have tos turned into, I needed to, because that was a relationship because it was to me seeing his conversion, his was more of a relationship with God and, and those rules and regulations that I was used to my whole life that I knew I had to do turned into things I wanted to do because I was in a relationship and I just started to grow more in love with my faith and have a deeper appreciation for it. Um, so when we were asked to do things that it just kept diving deeper into that and, and finding out more about just the beauty of our faith versus just the have tos, you know? Yeah, she always likes to say that the coin drop from going from your head down to your heart, that, that's the uh, the longest distance in the world from your head to your heart. Once it turns from not just knowing about God, but experientially yeah, feeling God's love and having Jesus come into your life by the power of the Holy Spirit, that's what changes everything. And for us, I think that when we went to that amazing parish conference was maybe my first true encounter with with Jesus. Like I, I knew him. I knew him very well. I grew up with him, <laughs> but I think that I encountered him in a deep and profound way. And I've never been the same since. And I continue to have those encounters on a regular basis because I need them, but that was what changed. And I needed to know that it's not just all the things I have to do. It's that we, it's because it's a relationship and that's what you do in a relationship. You, there's things you have to do in a relationship. So well, you know, and it goes to the point that where I was talking about earlier, which is it's a both and it's it's a reverent intimacy where we we still have a fear of God that He's God and we're 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 way far away from we are sinners and we need Him as a Savior, but this love and this intimacy that He calls us and draws us into, that yeah we go out of love, but we we you know we, we today's Divine Mercy Sunday we love the mercy and we're scared of the justice, but it's mm -hmm. like we 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 need to have this bolt and where yeah. it's like we have where the reverence must come also where we we can't just think it's all mercy all the time we can do whatever we want this true mindset is no i love god i don't want to disappoint him i don't want to break this relationship mm -hmm. not because of the punishment because of the love right. that i have right. like a coach that you have that you didn't want to disappoint or mm -hmm. a parent that you love that you know like hey when the, your dad give you that look like a disappointment mm -hmm. i don't want that from god because right. i don't want to, to let him down not because i'm scared i'm going to get sent to hell because <laughs> i don't want to let him down because mm -hmm. you know i've committed myself to god and and he's he hasn't done me wrong yet so mm -hmm. i'm to try to hold up my end of the bargain no i love it guys this has been a great great conversation everybody this is the catholic couple so make sure to listen up to that's right <laughs> listen up to their podcast in the link below i would like to ask 
can we do a, can you guys lead us in a closing prayer? Sure. Sure. In the name of the Father, and the Son, and the Holy Spirit. Lord Jesus, we thank you for this time together on uh, this podcast, The Catholic Mindset. We ask that you help all those who are listening, all those who may be watching, to give us your mindset, help us to know you better, help us to love you more, and help us to serve you and to serve others. Help by our ministries, we may help lead people to you and to your heart into a deeper relationship of love. We ask this through Jesus Christ, our Lord. Amen. Amen. All right. I think we have just enough time for another dad joke before we close. But before you go, hold on, let me get ready. Okay. Go ahead. Throw it at me. (laughs) So so I got a thing like with stairs. I really don't trust them because they they always they're always up to something. You know, they're always up to something. Oh, I thought it was like that funny. wasn't funny. That was funny no. no, I didn't get it at first, but I got it. Okay, gotcha. All right, one bonus one. So there, there, there was a scarecrow that won in a he won an award. He was he was outstanding in his field. <laughs> he was outstanding. In his field. Okay, I got the dad, it. The dad jokes. No, the I got jokes. it. I got it. I got it. I got it. Yeah. Got it. All right, here's a relevant one. Okay. How does Kanye West like his eggs? We know this one. Over Yeezy. Yeah. Why? <laughs> His name is Yeezy. Name over, is, is it over Yeezy? It's over oh. Yeezy. <laughs> I got one for you. All right, okay. let's hear it. What is cool about penguins? Man, that's my favorite. That's my favorite, favorite animal. animal. Oh. Uh, I don't know. Their butts. Their feet. Their butts. Oh. <laughs> there you go that's what i got that's what i got yeah. all right all right guys the catholic couple check them out thank you so much for joining us it's been a wonderful conversation thank you yeah, awesome. great. thank you thank for you. having us